You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. It's The List and your boy with Jimmy Van and Sean Ross. With Jimmy and Sean, sell pills for your dumb. Make a fantastic song. Make a fantastic song. And we're live. What's up, you guys? Here we are, listen to your boy number 195. And... I mean, I, I sat around for 20 to 25 years wondering <laughs> if we would 20 ever get to 25. Back, to this, back to this point, and it's where we are. I mean, we got to rely on, on the same old number. I would like us to go back and do, like, listen, you boy, 23, Jimmy. We got to rely on numbers from the past to, to kind of gauge our success. I think that'd be the right thing to do. That would be a phenomenal way to do it. It would definitely help me with your pay scale. I, yeah, let's not do that. New, new contract. <laughs> new contract. I, Jimmy, I, I went from thrifty, and I, I have I've come up in the world. I am officially now the mediocre dollar man. I'm, I'm ready. I'm going to do vignettes and everything. I definitely think I'm paying you too much on this new deal. But uh, sometimes, sometimes you got to spend money to make money. And uh, if anybody's watching this that, that kind of forced my hand, fuck you. That's all you got to say. Uh, I say it in jest, though. And in, in all honesty, it, it, I do believe that you got to spend money to make money. And uh, we're doing all right. We're doing all right. Yeah, we're doing all right. Let's not pretend like I don't pay for myself with my work. Well, once the new deal kicks in, I'm going to be bleeding again. But uh, hopefully not for too long, Sean. Get yourself a Band-Aid or two and you'll be all right. <laughs> and I'll be all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted hey, to ask you first. Well, well, hold on, hold on, guys. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. Thumbs up, subscribe, tap the bell for notifications. Also, leave a super chat if you're watching on youtube.com slash Fightful. We will get your question or statement read on the air. Super chats are super important. They went crazy this week, uh, and I'm, I'm all for that. We've been telling fight stories on Fridays. People have been sending super chats. We've been telling street fight stories. That's what I'm here for. Whose street fight stories? Usually mine. What? Yeah, I usually mine. You have street fight stories? Jimmy, I, I did MMA for a third of my life. I've got a couple of fight stories in, in it, like, just... And also, I live in Kentucky. There ain't much to do here. Tune in So Friday. you just walk up randomly to somebody and punch them in the face? Is that what you do in Kentucky? Well, no, not randomly. Usually it's incited or something like that, but we've got plenty of them. Donate those super chats, guys. So I wanted to ask you first, so I, I read something on social media. MJF is going to be critiquing a Fightful podcast. What's that about? 
I think that he got threatened by my musical stylings, and he knew that Le Dinner Debonair was no longer going to be the talk of the wrestling musical world, right. and he's going to have like a failed attempt to bury us as a result. I see, because the Christmas diss track that you did has him jealous. Yeah, I mean, have you looked at the numbers, Jimmy? That has done better numbers than any Raw podcast since the draft, except when Drew McIntyre won the title. And you really? know what? I, I think it'll beat those numbers, too. Is that? I have not looked at those numbers. I mean, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's a low bar because Raw is Raw these days. No, but, but our numbers have been very good. Oh, well, that's interesting. So this next thing, I guess, you know, since you are now the sting to my Tony Khan... I think it only makes sense that we start with the sting to AEW news. And, uh, you know, when they announced this last week, you know, a full-time multi-year contract, he's going to be 62, I think, in March. Uh, spinal stenosis. Seth Rollins' buckle bomb really messed him hey, up. I do have spinal stenosis. <laughs> You're I kidding. Do. No, I really do. I honest to God do. Did you take a buckle bomb, too, from Seth Rollins? Uh, no, it was... Just me not taking care of my spine while I was I was training and stuff. But yeah, I've I've had it for quite a while. Okay, Jesus, you really are the uh, the sting of my Tony Khan. Yeah. So when when this news first broke, I caught part of your post uh, show on Wednesday night, and you guys were kind of joking a little bit about they 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 signed him full time to do what? You know what I mean? Yeah. Sixty two, and like I said, he's not in very good shape. He should not be out there taking bumps, even though apparently they're going to have him wrestle. They got to be smart, do cinematic stuff, have him throw some punches, some kicks, swing a baseball bat. That's it. Don't take any bumps. Don't take any finishing moves. When I heard about him getting signed, I thought it was a smart move, Sean. Really? Yes. And and I and and it's funny because there were people on social media because I'm we'll go we'll talk about Impact later. Impact's a really stupid business deal, so we'll talk about that later. But when the Sting thing broke, a lot of people were very critical and, and calling Tony Khan a money mark and, and all of that. I think it's a smart business move, and there's, there's several reasons why I think it's a smart business move for them. Uh, and like I kind of was joking at the top of the show, sometimes you got to spend money to make money. That's essentially – what's that? I think you'll make money. I think, I think you'll right. make money, but I think that they're doing it with that, intent, with that hope. You know what I mean? And I think there's a good chance it's going to work. We already saw that T-shirt. It was like, what, PWT's best ever seller over a 24-hour period? So I, I think it was a smart business move, and I, I want to explain the various reasons why I think Sting to AEW was a good move. So first and foremost, Chris Jericho, right? AEW's first year, Chris Jericho was their MVP. He was the best thing on the show. He did a lot for them uh, in terms of getting any kind of mainstream recognition. Making him the first champion was a really smart move. Uh, utility player, put guys over. Jericho was their MVP over the first year. But with all due respect to Chris Jericho, and I, I, I truly mean this with no disrespect, Sting's a whole other level up when it comes to wrestling lore and when it comes to superstardom in pro wrestling. You know, you, you utter the name Sting along with, say, Ric Flair, Macho Man Randy Savage, maybe even The Undertaker. He's just a whole level up in, in terms of wrestling lore. And when you look at AEW right now, when it comes to revenue right now in the COVID era, they are more or less a one-trick pony right now. TNT is where, where their money is. And yeah, they got a UK deal and they got a deal in Canada. Uh, those are pretty minimal in comparison. TNT is where their money is. You have a guy like Sting. And all of a sudden, these other markets that might not necessarily know Chris Jericho, or they might have a vague recollection of Chris Jericho, but they damn well might know who Sting is. You never know if he might help you break into another market in terms of television. So that's one reason why I think, uh, I think grabbing Sting is a, is a smart move for them. The next one is Laps fans. You remember 2001, WWE went into business. What happened to hundreds of thousands of viewers of Nitro? What happened to them? They died out. They died out. Yeah, they, they were not fans of WWE. They didn't want to watch the WWE product, so they moved on to something else. And the reason NWA TNA started was because they recognized that, and they thought, maybe this is an opportunity for us to grab a percentage of that fan base. And it didn't work because they were doing weekly pay-per-views, and the model just didn't work. Now you have a situation where not only look at the landscape. So not only do you got Sting, you got Jim Ross on commentary, you got Tony Giovanni on commentary, you got Arn Anderson in a position on television, Tully Blanchard, two sons of, of Dusty Rhodes are on television. If a Laps fan tunes in because they want to see Sting, and they're going to see that familiarity of JR and Giovanni and all that, at the same time now they get introduced to this generation. They get introduced to Kenny Omega. They get introduced to the Young Bucks, to uh, MJF, to Jungle Boy, to Darby Allin, to whoever. Now you got an opportunity, and you got to remember that fan base from 2001, 
a lot of them are still in that 18 to 49 demo now. Yeah. Right? And so I think from that perspective, you've got a good chance to grab that fan. I think when Sting went to WWE, either a lot of those fans didn't want to watch him because it was WWE, or if they did, they, they were left with a sour taste because he goes out there, his first ever match, and what happens? He gets pinned by the yeah. company guy, right? The company guy pins him at WrestleMania. I think, there, I think there are a whole lot of people that were college age around 2004, 2005. Yes. When Ultimate Fighter happened, and yes. they were like, okay, time for me to graduate to a little something else. That was 15 years ago. So as you mentioned, those 20-somethings are late 30s, early 40s, a lot of them right now. And right. that is in the 18 to 49 demographic in which AEW is already dominating. Already yes. dominating. But I think you're completely right. I think the t-shirt sales already already proved the point, but they got a video game coming out. Yes. They've got, they've got an action figure line already, like before, before yep. Sting even hops on board. You got to pay $600 secondhand for a complete set of their, their second series action figures. They're already white hot. Now you're going to do a, a, what, a Legends line probably with like Arn Anderson, Taz, Tully, Sting. Right. Why wouldn't you do that? He is a merchandise machine, Jimmy. I agree. Like, that logo, that paint, all that stuff. And you know what? He owns the right to his his stuff. If they want to make a Surfer Sting version of all that stuff, they can do that too. Oh, man, I just I think it makes all the sense in the world. If I were them, I would probably at least come to terms with some, some lower-end deals with a few more legends like that. Maybe not even for on-screen stuff, but to use their likeness mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. merchandising and a lot of stuff like that because – nostalgia is in we see it and we're going to be talking about it a little bit later with goldberg yeah i'm completely with you this is spending money to make money i think so and merchandise was going to be the third thing on my list and and then the fourth thing on my list was going to be you know he's going to be a television character on screen so now you can give the rub to your younger guys and they already kind of suggested that he's going to be with darby allen which makes sense one of the guys on your post-show uh, podcast last Wednesday, I believe it was Robert, he alluded to something. And when I first you know, thought about Sting in AEW, this is the first thing that I thought of. I think Cody Rhodes is going to be their heir as Ric Flair. Yeah. And, and I think that Cody Rhodes is going to turn heel on Sting. I think he's going to align with, you know, he's going to have Aaron Anderson as a, as, a, as a mentor, maybe Tully Blanchard as a mentor, align himself with some younger guys. I'm not suggesting that they're going to be the Four Horsemen because they might want to go with their own name, you know, for their own thing. But I think they're going to have a Four Horsemen-esque stable to combat a babyface stable led by Sting and maybe Darby Allen and whatnot. I think that's probably going to be the direction that they go in. And why not let Sting, you know, give, give these guys a rub on television? I mean, it's only going to be positive, I think. So those are the reasons why I think this is, this is worth doing. We're not going to know until time goes by as to what it does. I mean, they did, what, 913,000 viewers last week, more than I thought, because I didn't know Sting was going to be there. And I didn't know that they were going to do the impact thing, although I don't, I don't know how much that's going to do in viewership. We'll talk about it. But uh, if they can maintain, you know, 900, even 950, even a million viewers on dynamite then sting is paid for himself in my opinion and on top of that then if you're able to 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 get into some new television markets if they're able to do merch like you talked about it's worth doing i mean they're not exactly paying on brock lesnar money i'm sure he's getting paid well but not brock lesnar money it's worth doing and uh and it makes sense to me yeah i love it i think the um i I think it was a good idea i mean a good idea look at the buzz surrounding it i can tell you based on our numbers alone it was a good idea. Yes. Uh, and, and this is not one of those situations where you hear people excuse the Russo or Arquette things like, oh, well, it made this, it made USA Today or whatever. You know what? So did OJ running away in a Bronco. Not, that ain't all always good news. This is good news. I don't see anything bad coming of this. If Sting's out there wrestling and doing stuff that he can't do, then I'll have a problem with it. But as right. of now... And I got people comparing it to Goldberg. This ain't Goldberg for any number no, of reasons. No, I agree. There, I agree. There are a million contrasts. Goldberg's in way better shape. He can still go a little bit, but it doesn't look like Sting's going to screw up anybody's booking. And no. I am able to hold that belief, Jimmy, because AEW hasn't ruined that goodwill and ruined that reputation with me as of yet, proving that they're going to do that over and over again. I think that Sting coming in was, was a brilliant move. Yeah, and I don't think Sting's pinning, uh, pinning Omega for the championship. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's, I, I think they're going to handle it differently. And the other good thing about this, with that face paint thing, kind of hide his age. He looks like the Sting of 20 years ago with the face paint. 
Yeah. And, and so, again, so long as they're smart in how they book them, so long as they take care of them in the ring, which I think they will, I really think they're going to do cinematic stuff or, like I said, brawling stuff, punches, kicks, clotheslines. I don't see them taking any superplexes out there. So, yeah. uh, so I, I, I think, no, I, I think it's a good thing. And again, they're going to know, you know, probably by the end of Q2 next year, they're going to know if they've seen the benefit from him that they're expecting. But, uh, at this point, and, and like you talked about, like the social media reaction was all positive. Everybody was like, oh my God, you know what I mean? Nobody was like, get that relic off television. Everybody yeah. was like, you know, this is, this is a good thing because so many people were disappointed with his handling in WWE. So many people were, you know what I mean? Yeah, he was. Yeah, the, the yeah, right. Uh, we we have some super chats. Keep on sending them in, guys. Justin Lopez says, nights like last Wednesday are why wrestling is fun. It took me back to the golden age. I mentioned this on the air, Jimmy. I don't usually get messages from backstage where people are saying, turn it to USA or turn it to TNT. Most of those people know that within 15 minutes, I'm going to see whatever it is that, that I need to see anyway. Last week, I was getting messages, turn it to TNT. That's wild. And I compared this to I, – I, to draw another Ultimate Fighter comparison, this felt like the first actually physically call up somebody or let them know, turn the channel type of moment. Since maybe Shane McMahon showing up on Raw a few years ago, right. like this was one of those moments where you're like, hey, everybody, this is what's happening. And, uh, and something that transcends. And usually that happens because somebody that you know is coming back. Like, you're telling somebody who would no longer be watching, come on back. And right. I think that's that's pretty cool. Uh, yep. Chris, Chris Rain says, I didn't get to watch the Raw Review Live, so here's some money for that great Grinch video roasting Denise. I had her on Friday. I was like, hey, can you send me a video of you smiling like the Grinch? <laughs> and without question, she's so innocent. She's like, oh, yeah, I'll do it right now. I'll even put on a green shirt. Did and you I give her she, a reason why you wanted it? No, not at all. And she didn't ask? She's wonderful. <laughs> she's the best. I need, I need to talk to this girl. I got to talk to this girl. <laughs> she's great. Uh, Kevin Steet says, fine. Looking forward to what 21 brings for that kid. Unreal. 21, he's already had two years of experience. I remember at the beginning of the year, people were like, oh my gosh, he's too skinny. Can you, can you repeat 40. the name, Sean? Because your, your feed kicked out. Repeat the name. Uh, Jordan Oliver. And he, he put on 40 pounds during the pandemic. So now he's sitting at like 220, 230. That, that's awesome. He's, he's going to end up getting signed by somebody else probably within the next couple of years. He's very, very good. Uh, Evan Wright says, I genuinely need to know how AEW have all this stuff advertised. And next, he still has nothing but Balor advertised. I don't get it. Uh, within our staff chat, it's a running joke. Like, I have started to wait until a few hours before the post shows mm -hmm. to set up our events. I think it helps with viewership and engagement to have it more recent. And when I'm filling out the topics, a lot of times, the reason why you'll, you all will see backstage news and your questions and all of them are because, one, we cover both of those things on every show, and a lot of times it's the only thing that I have to put in that field three hours before Raw because they don't even have the script done, much less have it advertised. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I was going to ask a bit later on about the quality of Raw still and, and just the state of things. And uh, you know what it reminds me of a little bit? What? reminds me a little bit of Rocky One. Really? Yeah, Apollo Creed was like the longtime champion – and he's going to fight, you know, the, the, the upstart Rocky Balboa. And he doesn't, he's not threatened by him. This guy's not going to do nothing to me. So I'm not going to train hard. I'm going to just kind of screw around. And Rocky's training his ass off, doing things the right way. Almost feels like that. Like WWE's got this mentality, like whatever. We're, you know, we are wrestling. And, uh, and we're not going to be worried about this, this upstart. You damn sure should be worried about this upstart. I really and, and, thought that it would it would cause greater work from across the board in WWE, but it's really just been status quo. Choosing. Yep. Like at any at even at any given time, it feels like WWE main roster has like one really good story. Like it's right. Edge and Orton, yeah. then it's Bailey and Sasha. Now it's Roman Reigns, and yeah. they need more. Yeah, and and we've talked about this for a while, and this is just a fact. Like NXT cannot compete with AEW. And, and, and I know that, you know, people kind of look at AEW, maybe not on the level of WWE because they're going head-to-head -head with NXT. They're going head-to-head -head with the third brand. AEW's objective is not to be a third brand level wrestling company. Their objective is to be an elite level wrestling company. 
And on Wednesday nights, NXT can't compete right now. They can't compete in terms of roster. They can't compete in terms of the venue. They can't compete. And and uh, WWE, if they don't if they don't watch themselves, Ron SmackDown's not going to be able to compete either. So uh, yeah. that's just kind of what's happening. I want to move on and talk about Impact, uh, the whole Impact AEW thing. And I got two trains of thought on this. I've got the thought from a wrestling fan, and I got the thought from a business perspective. And they're two completely different thoughts. From a wrestling fan perspective, I think this is a cool cool situation. You know, you got Omega the champion on on Impact. I'm sure, there's going to have Impact guys on Dynamite. They're going to do co promotional matches. It's different, and, and it's interesting from a wrestling fan perspective. From a business perspective, given what we know right now, and I'd ask you off the air to look up a couple things for me, and I know it's very difficult to, to figure it out. Based on what we know right now, it's a really bad business decision for AEW. I still think there's going to be things that come out that we don't yet know, and, and if that happens, then it's going to make sense to me. Given what we know right now, this is a bad business decision for, for AEW, and I'll, I'll explain why. Prior to last Wednesday, Impact had no buzz whatsoever. They were doing a little over 150,000 viewers a week on Access. They're doing under 5,000 viewers a week on Twitch. I know people are going to say, oh, Jimmy, but Impact this week did 50,000 viewers on Twitch. That was AEW. Those were AEW fans who saw the promotion of the show, and now they're checking it out. This was not 50,000 Impact fans that just were stagnant. And all of a sudden, they decided to watch the show. Those were AEW fans. The benefit- Does it matter whose fans they are? Yes. If some of them come back? Yes, absolutely, and, I'll, and I'll, I'll explain why. So right now, the benefit right now is 95% impact, 5% AEW right now on the surface, right? On the surface, that's how it is. When you look at what is the most valuable commodity to either company right now, the most valuable commodity to either company right now is a live Wednesday night television time slot on TNT. That is the most valuable thing, all right? And everybody talking about dream matches and stuff, nobody on Impact on the roster has a buzz, or at least they didn't prior to last Wednesday, nobody. And so when you look at the value of that television time slot, there's nobody that Impact could loan to AEW to put on Dynamite that is as valuable as the time slot that you're giving to that talent. And the issue with AEW right now is they've got an inflated roster. They've got a bloated roster. They can only put so many guys on Dynamite every week. And that's why, how many matches do they do on Dark Week? 12 to 15 matches? They do a lot, yeah. And the reason they do it is because they've got an inflated roster and they want guys to get their reps in. And so in order for them to get ring time, they're producing 12 to 15 matches a week on dark. So now when you have this really valuable commodity and you've only got a limited amount of it, now you're going to devote some of that time to another company's wrestlers. doesn't make any sense from a, from a business perspective. But here's where I'm going to just kind of wait it out and see what happens. I asked Sean last Wednesday when this first broke, I texted him and I said, is there any way that you can find out if AEW is going to get access to Impact's tape library? I, I want to see... Yeah, and I want to see if that happens, because if that happens, then this, to me, makes good business sense. And I'll explain why. When you look at AEW's talent roster, they got Sting, they got the Young Bucks, they got Matt Hardy, they've got uh, Santana and Ortiz, they've got a bunch of guys that, that had a career and impact prior, right? AEW's got a good relationship with Warner, and not only do they have a good relationship with Warner, they contractually owe Warner another hour of television that they haven't uh, produced yet. Imagine if AEW went to Warner and said, hey... Would you be interested in a documentary feature about Sting? There's a good chance Warner would say, yeah, you know what? That'd yeah. be, we'll put that on TBS. We'll put that on TNT. There's no chance WWE is going to license you his old NWA or WCW footage, but you could tell a story about his impact run. You Ten could t- years worth. Right. Like, like a decade's worth. Right. Yeah. And, not, and you could do the same thing on the Young Bucks. You could do the same thing on Matt Hardy. That's where Broken Matt started was Impact Wrestling. You could tell that story. Not only that, you could create video packages and air them on Dynamite promoting a match. So you could, you know, maybe you're going to promote a a big Young Bucks match and you want to tell a story about their background and you could utilize that tape library. If we find out down the road that AEW got access to that tape library for stuff like I just talked about, this all makes perfect sense to me. and, and, uh, And then I say run with it. Until I know that, just based on the surface, what we know right now, it's not a good business deal for AEW. Uh, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to wait it out. I'm going to wait it out and see what else comes up that we don't know about. I even was thinking stuff like, and it's funny because Tony Khan in that, in that mock commercial, <laughs> he hinted at it as a joke. But I was seriously yes. questioning, I wonder if the cons threw money at Anthem. You, you know, know what, what this feels like right now? It feels like Vince doing the USWA thing. Yes, yes. Because Tony Khan is not the only, like, 
Yes. He's referenced, but he's not on screen AEW. That's actually a really good analogy, Sean. That's a good analogy. I thought he was such a fantastic, sarcastic asshole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know what? And back in that day, if, if no one has seen what Sean's talking about, Vince McMahon did a thing as a heel in the USWA, and back in that day, it was not public that he was the promoter. Yeah. He, was the, he was the commentator, but he did a thing in the USWA where he was on television as the heel boss of WWE. That's a good analogy that, that he did and that. To kind of hammer home your point, like, I get it. There, there's so much buzz around this, but to, to your point, I would say 95% of that buzz is leaning towards Impact oh, Wrestling. 100%. Because 100%. we don't know what Impact gets out of this. We know right. that there was a model. Oh, no, we know what Impact gets. We don't know what oh, AEW sorry, gets. Sorry, we don't know what AEW gets out of this. Yeah. Right now, we've seen a fantastic mock commercial. That line where Tony Khan said, you spent some time in Impact, didn't you? And Tony Schiavone says, yeah, one night, and I left the business for 18 years. <laughs> yeah. That was phenomenal. And also, kudos to Impact for airing that and having a sense of humor about themselves. I thought that was very self-aware and very good. Um, but we don't know what like maybe the AEW scene will get the Good Brothers for a couple of matches. Okay, there's history there. We, we know that. If we could get Deanna Perrazzo versus Britt Baker or Deanna Perrazzo versus anybody, you know what? That's probably going to be pretty good. Uh, but I don't. We don't know yet. We no, have and, no and idea. you're right. And the thing is, and, and and if there's any wrestling writers that are watching this, you got to make sure that you don't let your fandom cloud your judgment. Because I saw people on social media that were saying, "What do you mean this isn't mutually beneficial?" Now they can do the Good Brothers against the Young Bucks on Dynamite. Yeah. That benefits the Good Brothers and Impact. Much more, much more than that benefits AEW. To your point, in addition to the names that that you had mentioned, you've got guys like SCU. You've got Kazarian and Daniels. I never even thought about them. You're right. They had a full run there. Daniels for sure, 100%. You're right. They they had full-on runs there. You could legitimately, like, nobody knows. Okay, I don't want to say nobody. Relatively, not a lot of people realize that Reba had a full-on TNA in-ring run. Like, there's stuff you can refer to there. Right. There's a lot of, like, earlier footage from the likes of Ivelisse. How about that woman, Awesome Kong? She did a few things in TNA. Right. And if you want, you, you want to make some money back on that deal that, that she hasn't been able to do anything on for a year, well, there you go. Moxley, Abby, Moxley did, a tr- did some stuff there, too. Yeah, Cody and Brandy did some stuff there. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot ago. they could like, do. Yeah, There's so much there. Brian Cage had a full career there. Billy yes. Gunn spent a bunch of time there. Yes, you're right. I, I even forgot about Billy Gunn. I like, did, too. another person, a legend, to kind of throw in there. There are so much. Dustin Rhodes, for the love of God. Yeah. Dustin did stuff there. There's so many people. There's so many different things that you could use, especially for that tape library. I that agree. tape library is very, very valuable. But I'm with you. We, we have to see what AEW gets out of it. I mean, if the numbers are what they have been, then okay, 200,000 viewers on access, maybe 200, 300,000. But how many of them are Impact loyalists? I can tell you that Impact does have a very, very, very loyal fan base among some of them. But it's hard to gauge whether or not that's a vocal minority yeah. or if that is reflective of the majority. I think what, most of what you're going to see are, are coming from the AEW uh, promotion. And, and, and again, going back to the whole dream match thing again, people need to understand you're promoting another company's talent. So anybody that you put on Dynamite, you're promoting them. Now, there is a caveat to this. I do know that, say, Deanna Perrazzo doesn't have a full-time deal. I think Jordan Grace. Oh, she, she does, does now. now. Okay, okay. Yeah. If there's any, it up in about six months, though. So I was going to say, so there's anybody whose deal is running out, and I don't even know if they could do almost like a gentleman's agreement where, you know, it's determined, okay, she doesn't want to re-sign with Impact. She wants to re-sign. She wants to sign with AEW. Let's, you know, we'll have her as an Impact talent for now. We'll, we'll have her do stuff on Dynamite. That would make sense to me, you know what I mean? Because yeah. now you're promoting someone that you're going to be signing. But otherwise, devoting your television time to another company's wrestlers doesn't make any sense. But the, the tape library, absolutely, 100%. If, if, if that comes out, then I'm fully on board with that. A few more names. Phoenix, Pentagon, Lance Archer. All vast amounts of content in that library. Yeah, there's a lot they could do. Yeah, I agree. God, like my hope is that eventually when, when an AEW network launches... It has all that as well. And, you know, they could even do little things like uh, they could put a Joker Sting match on AEW's YouTube channel. 
Yeah. Like they could do a lot of stuff. You know, they could do little things like that. So there's a lot they could do with that tape library. I want to say one little side note about uh, Impact this week, uh, just because this one uh, meant something to me. They had Eric Young, Young against Cody Diener on Impact this week. Some 20 years ago, I worked with both of them. And uh, on, on the Canadian independent scene, Eric Young at that time was Showtime Eric Young. Cody Diener at that, t- at that time was Cody Steele. He was uh, a greenhorn. Both of them were. They were greenhorns at that time. For me, at the end of 2020, on the cusp of 2021, to see Eric Young and Cody Steele slash Cody Diener wrestle on impact, that was a special one for me. Uh, having known both those guys for a long time and, and having worked with them at one time. so And Demore obviously knows both of them very, very yes. well. And I almost wonder if he did that on purpose. You know, like, this is going to be a big night for us because we have this new fan base that's going to be watching us. So I'm going to throw you guys out there. I'll say this. They dropped the ball on that. Not, not with him in particular. Rich Swan versus Chris Bay should have been on this show. It should have been on this show. They should have had a pay-per-view quality impact wrestling. And I get it. Some some donks are going to come along and say, well, they had a show this, this Saturday to promote. Yeah, that's nice. That's real nice. This show this week was more important than that pay-per-view. I agree. But without a doubt, Chris Bay, and you had four great talent, uh, Moose, Willie Mack, Chris Bay, Rich Swan, but you want a world title match on there. You, you want something major there. Put it on there. Yeah, it sure um, sounds like they're going to have Omega go for the Impact Championship. That, that that sounds like that's where they're going. I did love that tease. I love mm-hmm. that tease. Did you see the tease, the Lex Luger tease, the, that that stuff? What what do you think they're doing with that? I might have missed that. Can you can you tell me about that? He had a big hint, and he said something about Lex Express and Lex Luger and maybe like bigger than Lex or something. Mm. I mean, there's a lot of things that could imply. One, mm-hmm. they were on a bus. Two, Lex Luger is Sting's on-screen best friend. Yeah, which three, everybody knows, yep. Three, Lex Luger showed up at Nitro and all that. But knowing Kenny Omega, it could very well hit, be him wearing the same shirt that Lex Luger wore <laughs> in the Fall of America, which would be very funny, <laughs> by the way. Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess we'll see. Now, one other thing about uh, Kenny Omega, is he still scheduled for Triple Mania? Yeah, as of now. Which is this Saturday, December 12th. Well, okay, maybe. I haven't seen. Let me check the updated lineup. Let me get some super chats while we do that, though. Okay. Evan Wright says, Shivani's TNA quote had me cackling. That was good stuff. Andrew Monaghan says, is Khan on screen hurting his symbol of authority? No, I thought it enhanced it, Jimmy. Yeah, I didn't think too much of it. It, it, it was tongue-in-cheek. Tongue it, was, it was in jest. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't, I don't think he wants to be a, a character on television. Um, I think he, it was just, he was just having fun. I mean, you saw how old school they presented it, the old school graphics on screen. It was meant to be an old, you know, uh, local cable type of thing. And yes, uh, Omega's facing Laredo kid, uh, this weekend. Um, I think it was, oh, okay. Uh, it was Ryan Christian said, just wondering who's going to be wearing a sharper suit tonight on AEW Cody or Shaq during promos. Will Shaq be at Daly's place or it be a tape promo? I would imagine it'd be a tape promo, but I can't say that for certain. Mm-hmm. I think Cody will be dressed better. Mm-hmm. Shaq will probably be in a cutoff T-shirt. <laughs> and once again, it just kind of goes to show that right now, NXT can't compete with this right now. And, and, and I'm sorry, like for, for any purists out there that are WWE fans, I'm sorry, they can't. Like it's right now, numbers right now. Yeah, it like right right now, you're basically a an elite level promotion right now against a third tier brand. That's just yeah. how it is right now, and that's nothing against the NXT talent because they're trying hard, but they can't compete right now. Evan Wright says that paid ad ruled. I thought it was just. I thought it was very good. I thought it worked really well. Um, and go ahead. Well, I was I was going to say one other thing about Omega at Triple Mania. AEW has got to get footage of that. Yes. Like if they're going to do this co promotion. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply thing with him specifically you know we're now he's in impact and stuff you got to have footage of him going into triple mania he's got to win at triple mania uh they have to they have to do that and they have to just run full bore with this if that's the plan evan Wright says last night was really fun with impact and dark both being really good impact numbers on twitch through the roof curious to see the nielsen number you won't see a nielsen number they do not participate in the nielsen ratings. i believe they do now sean do they did they just start According, so according to Brandon Thurston, uh, last week was the first hey, week. Not well, probably a pretty good week to mm-hmm. start. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, now we're gonna have we well we might have access if they crack the top, whatever top fifty or whatever, then we will. But I think you can get them regardless, right? Yeah, I, I believe they were one twenty one. So last week was their first week where they ranked. So not the impact, not the You're AW right. week, the previous week, and I think they ranked one twenty first. I think it was. Kieran George says, AEW versus Impact, there's your blood and guts match. I think that makes all the sense in the world to do blood and guts. Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, whoever else you got against a team of Impact wrestlers. Here's the thing. Even though Impact does not have a ton of buzz on its own, them going against AEW, it develops buzz. I mean, it it helps manufacture that. there's, There's a bit of an aura there around that. Uh, a lot of people like that co-promotion. A lot of people like nostalgia, Jimmy. We've talked about it a lot today. But maybe people miss things from their childhood, like, I don't know, eating cereal. Do people stop eating cereal? That's why they miss it? Well, I know that I did because there were too many carbs. Ah. There was too much sugar. There was too much junk. But magicspoon.com slash Fightful got me back into the game. They've got that awesome variety pack, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry. How about this? Zero sugar, 11 grams of protein, only three net grams of carbs in each serving. It is keto-friendly, grain-free, soy-free, gluten-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. I am a big fan of that cocoa. It helps curb my chocolate cravings, so I'm all for it. And one of the big talking points about this that I always bring up is one bowl fills you up. You're not going to go back and eat half the bowl I mean, you can if you want. If you're looking to get real jacked or something, you want you want that 30 grams of protein or something like that, go ahead, pour yourself three bowls. I'm not going to stop you. But this fills you up. It doesn't leave you just wanting to snack over and over and over again. It is perfect for breakfast to get you going, and it's very quick. I love magicspoon.com slash Fightful. Use that code Fightful at checkout to get free shipping. They are so confident in their product, it's backed with 100% happiness guarantee. If you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Again, that's one of my favorite things. A box of cereal around my house last two or three days, maybe. We've got two people eating cereal, so if we eat a bowl of cereal every morning for a few days, it's pretty well gone. This stuff lasts a lot longer because you're not refilling it. Check it out, magicspoon.com slash Fightful. Use the code Fightful for free shipping. And hit them up at Eat Magic Spoon on Twitter. Let them know you heard about them from us. Even if you haven't checked out the product yet, just letting them know. That helps out a lot, too. I mean, the graphic looks uh, delicious. Looks like Fruit Loops. I know. It's, it's really, really great. Cool. They don't ship to Canada yet. I think I asked you to get me some. Well, you know what, Jimmy? I'm trying to get across that border to to kick Melissa's ass. We'll talk more about that in, in the future. I've got some plans for that. You do, and I, in the coming weeks, I have some footage to roll because there was there was some, quite frankly, pardon my language, some fuckery going on at the fightful offices when I was trying to win the fightful championship, and um, I'm coming for it. I got the new contract. I know that I've got time. <laughs> I've got time to go after this now. You're going to see it, the mediocre dollar man coming for that championship. You never know if Camillo's got plans. Maybe he's going to go after that <laughs> title himself. You never know. Uh, you know what? There you go. 
It's possible. He is an employee. There you go. There you go. <laughs> All right, let's move on and talk about William Goldberg. This guy, he finds a way to stay in the new Sean Ross app. Yeah. You know, finds a way He's to keep himself relevant, this guy. So uh, there were reports that he was being considered for a match at WrestleMania. And then what does he do? He goes on the bump on WWE.com, and he calls out Roman Reigns. Uh, in storyline, he basically said, Roman is next. He said, Roman stole my finish. He said, Ro- Roman performs the spear. I think he said in subpar fashion. Uh, I, I, now, I get it. You know, Number one, they didn't do the match this year at Mania. They were supposed to until Roman pulled out because of COVID. So I get it. They might want to run it back in 21. And plus, you know, you get Mania is all about this, you know, bringing in the names that you don't have at every other show all year. I get it. I feel like... With all due respect to Bill Goldberg, he's 54 years old, or he's going to be at the end of this month, 54 years old. I don't need to see him in a main event match at WrestleMania. I don't need to see it. And, and I saw some people on social media saying it would be amazing if Roman squashed him. And I get that, but we just saw Braun Strowman do it. Braun Strowman basically beat him in, what, three, four minutes? Yeah, it wasn't necessarily a squash. It wasn't it was necessarily a squash, yeah. I think Roman Reigns should punk Goldberg out. Like, Annihilate him. Yes, this is Roman Reigns' show and company now. Right. If there was any doubt over the last few years about how hard WWE tried, I mean, I could go on all day about how WWE screwed up Roman Reigns for years. Yes. And and absolute goblins will say, well, the fact that he was like that for years just made it more special. No, it didn't. <laughs> no, it didn't. It made me not like work for a few years. They should have done it when Dwayne Johnson got booed out of the Rumble in Philly. Yeah, if that wasn't like a, a flag waved and spear him right there, that that's when they should have done it, man. And the crowd would have popped and, if they had and, done it too. And if not, then Undertaker night. Undertaker night. There have been two or three fantastic opportunities. Ray Callahan sent a super chat and said, "Goldberg, sigh, go ahead and rant." So I'm not going to this time, just because I knew it was going to happen. Yeah. We knew that Goldberg was under contract for two matches a year for the next two years. So I, I came to expect this. Mm-hmm. And they're going to get their spear versus spear match. It does not need to be at WrestleMania. It can be at the Royal Rumble. It can be anywhere else unless unless Roman Reigns beats the ever-loving shit out of this old man. Now, here's the thing. For <laughs> better or for worse, like I mentioned, I don't know when Goldberg is working and when he's shooting. Because there are so many things that you just know that he believes that he says. Now, I had a lot of people say, ah, super genius. He's super genius. Yeah, well, I wish that applied to the ring. I mm. wish that that super genius would apply to him taking care of other people. But And I don't care. Well, he makes it look real. That's because it is real. <laughs> it is real to him. It ain't making it look. There is no art to it. He hurts people. Mm. I always I had a bunch of wrestlers say, yeah, he hurt me. Like, my balls, when he does the spear to me, he kicks me in the freaking balls. Yeah, okay. you, have you heard the Ric Flair story? No, I've not. So Goldberg has retold the story, and because he's Goldberg, he retells it, like, in a, in a, in a happy, laughy way. When he picked up Flair in WCW for the spear, uh, Flair looked at him when he held him up there, and I don't remember Flair's exact age at the time. Let's just say he was 54. I don't know what he was. But he held Flair up, and Flair said, don't forget, I'm 54, and I love you. <laughs> and, and Goldberg has retold that story hilariously because he missed the point. The point was Flair was terrified he was going to kill him. Yes. That was the point, you know? Yes. He thought that Flair, like, it's a funny story because he's such a big, bad son of a bitch. That's what <laughs> right. he thinks the story is. Right. And like I mentioned, I think that Goldberg thinks he can beat up Matt Riddle. He can't. Do you think he still thinks that? Oh, yeah. He for sure thinks that. Hmm. And until I hear him say otherwise, I will believe that. Right. We saw a little thing as it pertains to levels in fighting recently, Jimmy. We've seen that an awful lot. Like people people who actually train and actually like do the work and people who are hobbyists, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Like it, it doesn't end well. Matt Riddle would have beaten the brakes off of him. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, Roman Reigns is probably in that boat at this stage, too. Uh, Roman Reigns isn't like a big shooter or anything like that, but he is a, a very well-taken-care-of mid-30s mm-hmm. athlete. And Goldberg is in fantastic shape. Another reason I didn't want people to compare him to Sting, he is in ring shape. Mm-hmm. He's in great shape. It's just 
the shit he does once he gets in the ring is not ring shape. It's scary. It's horrifying. It's like half a jackhammer yeah. and a spear. Okay, cool. You gotta, you, I, I don't have a problem with them using him, mm-hmm. but bringing a screeching halt to top of the level storylines for this guy, him having the title belt, we've been there. We've seen it. We didn't need it when it happened. I definitely don't need it in 2021. So help me God, if they pull a title off of Roman Reigns or Drew McIntyre for this stuff, and you shake your head, but they did it to the Fiend. You're right. You know what? You're right. <laughs> You're right. And when they did it to the Fiend, and I, I remember watching that. And you remember, you know how they did the thing where the Fiend popped right up afterwards? Yeah. Because in this man's mind, that's his that's his explanation for it. Oh, the yeah. Fiend's so strong, oh. it didn't hurt him. You know what I mean? And so to put you're this right. Perspective. EC3, he's do. I got an interview with him this week. Check it out, guys. Got a bunch of scoops on FightfulSelect.com. Please subscribe. I'll plug that again later. He said that he was thinking about this like narrative story and his his promos that he did that got a lot of buzz when it started. He was like, yeah, I was about to pitch this to WDB, and he's like, then I see Fiend walk out there and get beat by Goldberg in a few minutes. I'm like, do I really want to do that? Do really? I really want to put my creation in their hands, right. not knowing where my future's going to be? And... That is a condemnation of the system that they have set up there. No, they have to keep bringing back old guys to beat their top guys because mm-hmm. they don't build any top guys. They True. did such a good job with Drew McIntyre this year, and then it's like, poof, Orton, third go, beat yeah, him. Yeah, you're okay. right. And everybody's like, well, look at Roman. Yeah, look at Roman. We're, we're eight years into Roman Reigns. <laughs> and, it, and it was Roman that yes. said, I want to be healed. Eight. It took him eight years, Jimmy. Yeah. He, he has already been around longer than Steve Austin's entire career, then some. And I like to think that Fightful kind of started his heel turn. I can say that confidently. We kind of started his heel turn. Everybody noticed that he had his teeth done because of our cameo. Over the years. Yeah. Over the years. Oh, true. my God. Everybody noticed it. We, we, well, we do have some super chats. Hold on. Jobber okay. says... Can you find out who booked women's war games? Who books babyface advantage and have heels win? Has, has heels win? TNA at its dumbest. Impact had a great show. Uh, I'll I'll see what I can find out. It's a pretty tight knit group there in NXT as far as that goes. So I'll try to find out. Throwback says, uh, "What do you think about the possibility of McAfee making an appearance at the Rumble? Would that be a pop of a name to try to make people watch more?" Thanks for the support. That is actually one name that I could see definitely doing something. I mean, it would get some mainstream coverage. I, he can do it in the ring. Again, you're not going to compromise anybody's integrity. Mm-hmm. If he gets offense on somebody, you're not compromising anybody's integrity. Because he is, a, quite frankly, he could be in the NFL now if he wanted to be. And two, he has proven himself as an outstanding performer. Pat McAfee was on my list today, and, and the words I wrote next to his name were, that guy is a star. Is. And I said it after his debut with Adam Cole, and I'll say it again after watching him in War Games. That guy is a star. I don't know what his intentions are for wrestling. I know he's got his podcast and other stuff. I don't know what his intentions are. If he wants to be an elite-level pro wrestler in WWE, he can. Yeah. Because the guy's a package. I mean, he's got size, which Vincent Mann is all about. He's got a good look. He's a great talker, a great athlete. He's got charisma. He is a package. He's also got balls, and he's not afraid to take risks. Uh, in the ring. And so uh, I, I watched him at, uh, at TakeOver. Now, TakeOver, I want to talk to you about as well. I wasn't a big fan of TakeOver. Uh, I feel like the War Games matches are getting formulaic. They're, they're, they're way too damn long. I think they should only have one War Games match per show. I get they want to do a women's one and a men's one, but they're so damn long. And the men's match, by the time they all got in, they went like 20 minutes more after they all got yeah. in. And I was watching it, thinking to myself, okay, you know, this stuff is kind of cool. They, they kind of set up, do a big spot, set up, do a big spot. It's cool, but let's get it over with. This match has been going on for three days. Like, let's get it done yes. with. I you agree. Know? They need to shorten the intervals, have only one, like, like do two or three minutes instead of five. I don't, right. need, I don't need all that time or however long it took them. Shorten those intervals, do only one. And people are like, oh, well, we want a men's and a women's. Spread them out over the year. Do another war game. Could do that. Yep. It, you make the show. This ain't the World Series. Like You can do them as often as you want. <laughs> yeah, they could do it every three weeks if they want if to. They, yeah, if they so chose. Yeah. Uh, and I felt like there were way too many spots in the, in the main event that were like, 
oh, it's down to one person fighting all these people, and then they all meet in the middle and they all fight. Like I right. was after seeing the women's match, everything else was an uphill battle after that because it was hard to follow that. Yeah. So I didn't need somebody trying to follow that. Yeah, yeah. I, I felt felt it was hard to get through and uh I wanted to ask you about Triple H too. His 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 media calls. Oh. I didn't I didn't listen to much of the post show uh call. I listened to a bit of the pre show call. It feels like he is also now becoming formulaic. It it feels like he's not really telling you anything anymore. He he seems more and more Vince McMahon like to me. To the How? contrary, we got Tony Khan getting sassy on these calls. Right, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, when, like, except, except he doesn't invite anybody to his calls. That's Tony ah, Khan's problem, was, I guess. That was very funny, though. But AEW hey, told me I would be moving forward. But when somebody said, Tony, you got some heat for some comments. He goes, did I get heat or did I get buzz? And we were like, ooh. <laughs> like, that's what we that's what we want. But Triple H, it's a, it's, it is very formulaic. But I'll, is. I'll, you know what? I got a quote from my big Royal Rumble feature that's dropping next month, so I'm happy as a lark. That's good. That's good. I guess I, I I feel like there's just not, you know, I used the word buzz earlier when it comes to impact. I feel like there's not a lot of buzz in WWE outside of Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is still, yeah. and, and again, no disrespect to Kenny Omega, Roman Reigns is the hottest thing in pro wrestling. He is elite level main event superstar. Uh, but you take him One off of the, the show. portrayals of a character ever. Yes, Ever. I agree. That's how good he is, right? It's now. true because when you when you look at the Attitude Era, you know you look at the Rock and you'd be like, man, that guy is just like megastar. Stone Cold Steve Austin, that guy is megastar. Roman Reigns is like that. He's 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 yes. like you know heel Roman Reigns currently is like that. But for, outside for years, of him, for years we'd look at Roman Reigns and we're like, he could probably fit at the top of the Attitude Era. We look at him now and we go. Oh yeah, he would fit at the top of the Attitude Era. You throw him in there with Triple H yes. and Kurt Angle and Mick Foley and Undertaker, Rock and Austin, and this Roman Reigns. This Roman Reigns. This Roman Reigns. That's the guy. I completely. Agree. Can you imagine Roman Reigns beat Steve Austin and puts on his vest just because he feels like it? Oh God. You know what I'm saying? This Roman Reigns would have done that. So, yeah, this Roman Reigns is cool. But, uh, yeah, anyway, I, I, I feel like WWE, outside of him, not a lot of momentum. The, the, the Triple H calls, they used to be interesting because he was the guy that would talk to the wrestling sites. You know what I mean? And now it just feels like they're formulaic. You don't really get a lot out of them. The, the Rhea yeah. Ripley thing, you know, a lot of people were, were critical of him for the Rhea Ripley thing. Oh, that was, that was so stupid, him saying, oh, well, things changed. The world changed. This was June, bro. Right. It was June. So ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, but, hey, by the way, you boys at Fightful, we're the only ones live streaming, though, so tune in. Uh, we have a bunch of Super Chats. Jay Hayes says, with Omega mentioning comics, is he hinting at being the Thanos of wrestling? I think that's a fantastic comparison. I mean, he's wanting to take everybody's shit, Jimmy. All the <laughs> titles. He wants them all. Right. I'm, we'll see where it goes. I mean, I, do you think he's going to show up in Ring of Honor now? I mean, you never know. It's, see, here, here's the thing. AEW holds all the cards. They get all the leverage because yes. because all of the companies in the U.S. outside of WWE don't have what they have. They don't have a live Wednesday night time slot on TNT. Yes. And so Tony Khan could call up Ring of Honor and say, hey, do you want to do something? And we'll, you know, we'll mention Ring of Honor on our show. They're doing it in a second, Sean. Yeah. If, if I'm NWA, if I'm Billy Corgan, I'm saying... You want this NWA title? Nick Aldis ain't, ain't doing anything with it these days. Right. All due respect to Nick Aldis, he's been great at doing doing what he's doing. But right. what's next? Uh, Ray Callahan says Rain's putting on the Austin vest. Here's money. Yeah, do that today. Be great. <laughs> today. I would watch it. that going. Holy shit! Oh. Austin's gonna come back and kick his ass. Man, you know what I mean? I got, I got one. Austin there. He's drinking a beer. Rain's spears him, then picks up the beer and drinks it. Oh, yeah, takes or, or, or takes a sip and then pours the rest on Austin's head. Oh, my God. Evan Wright says, I think Omega Callus can hit Roman Heyman levels. I don't think it can, and that's not a condemnation of them. That's yeah. not a shot at them. Yeah. I think it can be good, but we're talking, like, best promo manager yeah. in, like, the last couple decades yeah. and one of the best book characters in wrestling history, I think. Yeah, I mean, Callus, with all due respect to Callus, he's nowhere close to Heyman. It's not even close. 
Uh, and Omega, obviously, is one of the best in the ring. But in terms of his promo stuff and, and in terms of his character, he's not Roman Reigns. He does play a snarky piece of shit very, very well. And it couldn't be more like he really turns it up. It's great. Uh, Manny Santos says, do you think WWE is putting Eva Marie with Angel Garza since she signed and coming back? Do you think it could work? I don't want to see Eva Marie in a wrestling ring ever again. If she wants to be a valet or a manager, maybe that will work. Maybe it'll work. Um, If they want to do the Eva Marie is coming out, but not really thing. I think that would be very funny. I thought that was very entertaining that she never wrestled. Uh, Eva Marie to me is one of these stars who to me was never a star. Yeah. Like she would get, she would get buzz in the mainstream, you know, former WWE star Eva Marie. And I'd be like, she was nothing with all due respect to her. She was nothing. I mean, they, they, she did some okay YouTube numbers, but that was because they teased a wardrobe malfunction. That's quite frankly why it happened. I think there are other people that they could have in that spot that would be like if they signed Alex Gracia, that would be better than Eva Marie because she can go in the ring. Right. You get multiple uses out of her. I don't know why you would go after her unless they have some good creative plan. Uh, Kevin Kevin Langhoff says, came into the stream late, but to prove your point, I'm 44. I never watched AEW, but I'll be tuning in tonight because Sting versus NWO is my favorite storyline ever. There you go. As I tuned in every Monday. I mean, There you go. And I, I really believe, like you remember before Cody did the injury angle with Brody Lee? He was doing a little bit of teasing of heel stuff every now and then. And Brandy, of course, was already doing heel stuff on Dark. And then Cody came back, dyed his hair black. Yeah. He didn't just go back to his natural color. He went black when he yes. came back. And he was still doing heel stuff. I really believe that that's the direction they're going to go in. Uh, and hopefully, hopefully, you know, AEW, they don't want to smarten the internet and don't do it. Uh, but I really believe that he's going to be their, their Ric Flair. And uh, I think he'll go back to the bleach blonde hair again as a heel and combat a, a, a group led by Sting. And why not? And, and again, for anybody that says, you know, why are they rehashing old shit? For anybody that says that, remember, you use the stars to bring the people in, but then you showcase the new guys. That's what it's you do. It's a simple method. It's a very yeah. simple method. Yeah, so it's like if you want to use Sting on TV to get over Darby Allen, cool. But Darby Allen's the guy that wins. You know what I'm saying? That's what you do. And, and I, I feel like they're – Tony Khan and, and that group, I feel like they get that. And, and so I feel like that's what they're going to do. The Nerd Guru says Roman is too good for Goldberg. I mean, I agree. But, if, again, bring him in with Goldberg. Make him stay for Roman. Uh, Nerd Guru also says, regarding the Charlotte scoop you had on Fightful Select, I think it's horrible how Vince nearly killed NXT with her trash booking. By the way, guys, check that out, FightfulSelect.com. I have news on EC3's future, his immediate availability. I got news on a struggle between Raw and NXT for the creative direction of Charlotte this year. Uh, I've just got a ton of stuff up there. Uh, Notes on ROH Final Battle, Jackson Riker. That shocked a lot of people. We had notes on MTV's Challenge with Leo Rush, for the love of God. We broke the news of Candice LeRae's injury, unfortunately. Uh, That's not a thing that we're exactly thrilled about. But we also had the news last week that Mickey James and Chelsea Green filmed angles to run back Jimmy the Chelsea Green, Mickey James stalker, obsessed fan thing. They were going to have Mickey James get a dose of her own medicine right. with Chelsea Green. I thought that would have kicked ass, Jimmy. Would have been kind of funny if they had Trish Stratus come in to be with Chelsea Green in that one. It, or or just Trish being like, now you know how it feels type of thing. Right, like, right, right. Because that was, that was the, the plan. Right. Uh, Super Chat, Scott Young says, Hi, guys. Just a quick question. Do you like soccer? Love the content and you guys. I like playing soccer. I like watching soccer live. I like watching World Cup soccer, but I don't watch it regularly. I'm not a regular fan, even though Toronto's got a pretty popular team, uh, Toronto yeah. FC. I have been to two Chelsea games in England, uh, and it, it's, it's right up there with some of my favorite sporting events live of all time, was going to yeah. a couple of Chelsea games. I don't know if I've told you about this, Sean. They, they devote a section to the visiting fans. Did I tell you about this? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you did. Yeah, and the reason they do it is because the home fans are so passionate that if they know that you're a visiting fan, they're going to kick your ass. So they have them devoted to one section, and they had a security guy on both sides of that section every row, all the way down. And I watched that thinking, now that, this is passion. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So it was cool. What else we got, Jimmy? Uh, I want to, a couple things before we wrap up. I want to first ask your thoughts, uh, Floyd Mayweather, Logan Paul, February 20th. What are your thoughts? 
Sorry, you, you cut out. What was that? Floyd Mayweather, Logan Paul, February twentieth. I'll watch it. You'll watch, really? Oh, hell yeah, I'll watch it. I'm more interested <sighs> in these freak show boxing matches than the actual boxing matches, except for Joshua versus Fury. If that happens, I'm, I'm all about it. But yeah. hell yeah, I'll watch it. I'll watch Floyd Mayweather beat his ass. I look at it like, that. look, I, I'm not naive about this stuff. It's all about money, and it's obvious, right? And, and you can go back to Mayweather McGregor. It was all about the money. They traveled together on the same plane to all those public appearances. It's all about money. Did you know that Mayweather bought a new house after the McGregor fight, and he's got two big stained glass windows? One of them is a picture of himself. The other is a picture of Conor McGregor. Yes. I love it. Yes. Amazing. They were in it together for the money, and I'm not naive, and I get that. And, and Tyson Roy Jones, it's all about the money. The reason that this one irritates me is because Logan Paul's a bum. He's 0-1. He's 0-1 as a boxer. He happens to be a little YouTuber. And so now some app, I forget the name of the it's app. Jake. No, Logan. He's fighting Logan. Logan. Yes. Logan Paul's 0-1 as a, as a, as a boxer, and Mayweather's going to fight him. And it's another app, not Triller, but it's another app that's, that's promoting this. To me, this is such an embarrassing, we want to try to make money off of this thing. I'm not interested in this, Sean. Oh, I'm, I'm very interested. In if they Logan. did Mayweather against, I don't know, maybe an, an, another upcoming MMA guy or maybe even get Pacquiao in there, something like that. Yeah. But uh, Logan Paul, this bum, with all due respect to him as a boxer, I'm not I interested. Watch it. I'd watch Chuck Liddell crush an absolute. Yeah, uh, I'm not interested in if it. If I if I could, like I don't I don't care about that. Jobber says watch the distraction tomorrow. Hyping it up, they did great numbers last week. So check out Jeremy Lambert and Joe Holbert. I believe that Jeremy Lambert has pledged uh, if they get a certain number of super chats, he will do the Bobby Lashley hamstring pose. Jimmy. I think I'm just going to move on to my next topic. So Game Changer Wrestling, I want to put them over. Game Changer Wrestling. They did an event last weekend, uh, yes. uh, Saturday, December 5. They aired it did free on YouTube. For it. I saw that, yep. They, they did it free on YouTube, and they did a fundraiser through Indiegogo where 100% of the proceeds went to the talent. Their goal was $8,000 U.S. They had 20 people on the card. I don't know what the spread was, if it was an even split. But they had 20 people on the card. Their goal was uh, 8,000 USD. They raised over 15,000 USD, which comes out to uh, 750 bucks a head, which is a good payoff for an independent show, Sean. Yes, it is. So kudos to them. And uh, this is a lesson, I guess, for indie companies, you know, with these indie wrestlers trying to make a living during COVID. That's a lesson for something that you can do. And uh, kudos to them for doing that. I thought that was pretty cool. And again, that's a good payday for those guys. And uh, they're going to hit probably 50,000 views, I would say probably today or tomorrow on YouTube. At, at a three-hour show, that's some not like great revenue or anything, but that's some good revenue. Also, my dudes at Toy HQ, uh, I'll give them a little bit of props. 10% of all their sales last weekend went towards the people on the roster for that show. So I was very happy to do some promotion for that. We interviewed Alley Cat. She was phenomenal. We interviewed Jordan Oliver, again, 21-year-old prodigy. He talked a lot about uh, Jimmy Rave, who unfortunately had to end his career, about how much he taught him, and just all kinds of stuff. There are a lot of really good stories within these indie interviews that I do that you guys might not see. Uh, Evan Wright says, the Blackheart entrance at GCW ruled, Leo Rush rules. Leo Rush maximizes every one of his matches to make them feel like a big fight. I remember when he held the NXT title or the cruiserweight title and like he would just be standing in the ring and he was ready to go. And like he, he made it feel like it was a big fight and he's one of those people, you know, people always got to be like, Oh, well you got to look like a wrestler. You got to be big. He's one of those smaller guys that looks like he's going to tear your face off. He's going to come at you He's going to beat the shit out of you, and I appreciate that. Well, before his WWE run, he did all of those big stunts. You know, yeah. he's always doing those crazy stunts, and it sounds like he hasn't had to rely on that this run, which is good. Is that true? I mean, he still does a lot of cool stuff, but, I mean, it, it's not necessarily – he's not doing the Canadian Destroyers off the ladder through a table, right. no selling spots. Right, 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 right. Okay. He's, he's so multi-talented. Like, I like his music. He's doing the challenge. He's doing a lot of different stuff. He produces his own content. Got a lot of respect for him. Keon Keon says, Mr. Van and SRS, what are your plans for Christmas? Uh, we are staying home, avoiding literally everybody. I That night, I will cover SmackDown. I told the staff they can have off if they want, and I'll do that coverage. But Christmas Eve, 
kind of shutting the world out, and we're just sitting at home and watching Christmas movies. What are you doing? Yeah, well, I got two little kids, as you know, and so they are they are deep into uh, you know the Christmas spirit now. We, uh, due to them not having Santa Clauses in malls this year, we actually bought a six foot Santa Claus. Oh. And- and we have it sitting on the couch next Part to the Christmas new contract, tree. Guys. Yeah, <laughs> I just we have it sitting on the couch next to the Christmas tree. And so the kids got that, and my wife's uh, parents are part of our circle. And so they'll come over for dinner, I'm sure. But uh, having two little kids, my daughter is six, my son's three and a half. That's like a great age when it comes to Christmas time. So uh, they'll have me up at probably 5:30 in the morning to see what Santa brought them, and it's all good. It's a, it's a fun time. Keep your eye on your mailbox next week, Jimmy. Oh, that's nice of you, man. That's nice of you. Am I getting more? What was it that you sent to the girls? Was it chips? Okay, was that what it was? Yeah, I sent them some Kentucky treats. It was, I think it was our, our beef jerky. Uh, just, I'm not going to put their name on here because they don't pay us, but I always keep some of it right here next to me to snack on. But yeah, I sent them some Kentucky treats. I bought you Jordans last year. You don't even wear them. I still got them. What the hell? They're, yeah, they're they're mint. They're in perfect condition. Yeah, they're perfect condition. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> just walk around on your astroturf. But no, I actually am I'm very proud of of the gift in which I sent you, which I think should be there next week. I think, okay. but it'll be after our show airs. So I'll take a look at it. I'll take a look at it. Well, I, I should mention if you go on uh, fightfulselect.com after this, the list goes on. We're going to talk about Karrion Cross. We're going to talk about Rumble Anthony Johnson. We're going to talk some WWE Raw. We're going to talk about Big E. Uh, nice. We're going to talk about Tessa Blanchard, Cody Boy. Hall, Davy Boy Smith Jr., uh, and we might even talk a little TLC. So okay. uh, check that out. List goes on. Five select. And Sean knows this because I, I told him yesterday the new code is done for FIFOSelect.com, moving it onto the dot com. The new yeah. code. The new code is done. I asked Sean to uh, check it out to look for any glitches or anything. I still think uh, end of January slash first week of February select uh, will be on .com. We'll have some cool stuff up there, guys. Again, for those of you asking, it'll be one price. It'll be the cheapest in our space. Like there will be no premium coverage that is cheaper than ours, and you'll get absolutely everything over there. Kevin Seat says, "Are you sending him some ale? Eight? No, I wouldn't do that to him. That is swamp water. I do not drink ale." Eight. And Keon Keon says, SRS and Mr. Van, thank you for all you do. We're just here saving lives. That's all we're here for. <laughs> well, I told you last week that I'm not here just to entertain. I'm here to educate you, Sean. That's right. In yeah. honor of the new contract, I, I busted out some nostalgia, Jimmy. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> there you go. That's got to be four years old by now. It's got to be. Yeah. It's got to be. We should start selling these again. You know, I loved, I loved how on Twitter there were people that were like, I thought Sean Ross Sapp founded Fightful. <laughs> I get that a lot. Yeah, and it's, you know what? It doesn't bother me at all. Like, I don't want to be the face, so yeah. it, it doesn't bother me one bit. Well, thankfully, you, you got me. Until next time, guys, we're out. Subscribe to Fightful on YouTube for the latest exclusive podcast, interviews, and news across boxing, MMA, and pro wrestling. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.